Hello, beautiful children, and welcome to Storytime with Avant-Garde Books. I'm Shri Hardy. It's such a pleasure to read to you. Today, I will be reading part four of We Are the Ship, the story of Negro League Baseball, written and illustrated by Kadir Nelson. If you have a copy, feel free to read along with me. But if you don't, it's not a problem. Get in a very comfortable place and just get relaxed and listen to We Are the Ship, the story of Negro League Baseball. Second inning, a different brand of baseball, Negro League game play. We played tricky baseball. Cool Papa Bell, legendary Negro League outfielder. We had some white umpires from another league call our game once. Those poor fellows didn't know what to do with themselves. They made so many mistakes, they came over and apologized after the game. Said they couldn't help it. They'd never seen our type of baseball. Said if they played it, we did in the majors, they'd have to make the parks bigger to seat all the fans. We played a different brand of baseball from the majors. Negro League baseball was fast, flashy, daring. Sometimes it was even funny but always very exciting to watch. People would come early to the ballpark just to see us practice. We would whip that ball around the infield with such precision they'd applaud. We took pride in our baseball, brought our own style to the game, and named our teams to match, called ourselves the Baltimore Elite Giants, the Philadelphia Stars, the Birmingham Black Barons, the Cleveland Buckeyes, the New York Cubans, the Atlanta Black Crackers, and many more. And we could play like we invented the game, kept the fans on the edge of their seats, turned singles into doubles and doubles into triples just by running hard. We used Ruth Foster's bunt and run game to perfection. They don't bunt much today, and it kills us. Some guys would climb, climb on the field, throw the ball behind their backs, and get the guy out at first or play shadow ball but the infielders would whip an imaginary ball around the bases if you didn't know any better you'd have thought they had a real ball that's how good they were lloyd pepper bassett used to catch some games in a rocking chair willis jones used to take a newspaper with a hole in it out to center field and pretend If his team was ahead and the ball was hit out there, he wouldn't go after it. One of the other guys would have to kill himself trying to get it. A lot of our guys didn't like all that comedy because to us, baseball was serious business. It was our means of putting food on the table, but truth be told, some of that stuff was funny. There were a couple of guys, Weiss, Goose, Tatum, and Richard King Tut, who were the Indianapolis Clowns. They had a routine where Goose played the dentist and Tut the patient. Tut would fill up his mouth with corn and Goose would act like he was pulling out Tut's tooth. But it wasn't coming out. So Goose went and got a firecracker and lit it in Tut's mouth. And soon as it went off, Tut would jump on hollering and spitting out all that corn like his teeth were falling out. Had people on their backs with laughter. They would do the same thing every night. Most of that clowning was done in the early days of Negro baseball before Ruth found the league. 
The teams that clowned were not allowed in the league because their acts were too much like buffoonery, you see, in the movies. Back then, the movies made full-grown Negroes look like fools or children always telling jokes or dancing. Most of the time, it was white folks made, made up to look like Negroes. It was downright shameful, but still, people would come to see the Negro teams like the Indianapolis Clowns play. They were a good draw. They had some good players on that team, too. Did you know that the Major League home run champ, Hank Aaron, played with the Clowns before he went up to the Majors? We didn't really know how rough it was in the Negro League until some of our guys went to the Majors. Play was a lot nicer there. In our league, everything was legal. We would do whatever it took to win, pitchers through anything and everything. Fitters, shine balls, emery balls, cut balls, you name it. They cut that ball to pieces and had curve balls breaking about six feet. Throw a new white ball to the pitcher and it would come back brown from all the tobacco juice and what have you. You never knew what the ball was going to do once it left the pitcher's hand and throwing out a batter was common. The pitcher would knock you down just to mess with your head. Look up at the empire and he'd just say, get up and play ball, son. That's why the batting helmet was invented. When Willie Wells, just a rookie, he found the ball was making its way toward his head a little more often than he liked. So he decided to wear an old miner's helmet when he stepped up to the plate. Boy, did they laugh at him. But today, you won't find a ball game played without helmets. All right, so boys and girls, we're going to stop right here. We're in second inning. We are in second inning of this wonderful book called We Are the Ship, the story of Negro League Baseball. The words and paintings are by Kadir Nelson. Well, thank you for listening, boys and girls. Have a beautiful day.